0: I have a motion to make, if it would be appropriate. I don't know if it is or not, but 24 years plus, why don't we just round that up to a quarter century? Would that be okay? It's just hard for me to think of 24 in a few months. I don't know what it is, but a quarter century, and it's an amazing piece of ministry. Uh, Those of us who who have made a, a life out of being in ministry, Twenty-four years is an amazing stretch of time and almost totally unheard of in most modern sense. Let me read a scripture. Today is the the Sunday of joy. This is our story, our vignette out of the uh, Gospel of Luke about joy. In those days Mary set out and went with haste to a Judean town in the hill country For as soon as I heard the sound of your greeting, the child in my womb leaped for joy. And blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her by the Lord. Well, it should not be such a hard question to ask, but on this day of celebration about Rod's quarter century of ministry in this church, what does that have to do with Mary and Elizabeth's meeting together? You should be asking that. I've asked it myself. In what way do these two stories come together Uh, in worship today? We're worshiping God, and we're celebrating Rod, and they sort of overlap one another in our sense of worship. Luke, in his amazing birth pageant, presents these two nobodies, these two country girls, we would say, who were cousins, who happened to be pregnant simultaneously at the same time. These two mothers of two amazing sons in the drama of God's salvation. That's the way Luke presents it. It's very honest about them. Mary walked into her cousin's home and the infant inside Elizabeth jumped with joy. I love that. That's a fantastically real setting between these two very, very innocent women in, in a country town, in a village. It was a startling moment. And it's interpreted in Luke's gospel as a sign of what was to come. That's the way we read it. We interpret that event, that physical occurrence. We interpret that as, this is what God is doing in the world. Mary and Elizabeth were both wide-eyed with wonder and they huddled together in joy and amazement at what God was doing in their simple, humble lives. It was almost fantastical. It was almost beyond any kind of belief. And both had a strategic role to play in the holy drama God was planning through the two baby boys they were bearing. Now, pregnancy creates an overwhelming sense of wonder. Right? Right? does. When pregnancy comes, there's this sense of wonder about it, an imagination of what is happening and what will occur. And no doubt, most mothers and fathers and grandparents, I would add, can understand the explosion of anticipation. It's a beautiful time. Well, today, we too are wide-eyed in amazement about how we've been blessed by the ministry of Rod's faithful attention to the worship of God in this place and in this time. It's a generation of liminal events. It's a generation, a whole generation of things that have happened. Our time together uh, in that quarter century of Doyle, Melissa, and Rod. It's amazing. Their time with us has been amazing. Think of all the babies that have been born and blessed. Think of all the marriages that began right here where I'm standing. Think of the funerals that have taken place in this community and in this church and in this location. Think of all the important things that have have happened. And Rod's leaving us is a reminder of how blessed we have been with his steady leadership and how our task now is to find the faith to embrace the future and not remain stuck. I turn to my colleague Melissa and her meditation from yesterday. I hope you saw that. She says this, This Advent we are immersed in the liminal space for our church where we don't know the end of the story. We are on a journey from what was pre-COVID fully staffed to what is next. This is not a wasted season. Wow, that's a key insight for us. Instead, God extends an invitation for us to be refined in the waiting. To trust God is at work, present with us, ahead of us, preparing and leading our church into a new chapter in our long, beautiful narrative, end quote. Well done, very thoughtful. Something for us to take with us on our our way this week to think about. The prophet Isaiah said this, See, I'm doing a new thing. He said, When it springs up, will you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. What a totally different perspective for us. So maybe a story um, for the spirit of this challenge. History is filled with strange colleagues and uncommon friendships. One of those occurred last century with two titans of modern theology. The two titans were Karl Barth, professor of the University of Basel, and the other was Rudolf Bultmann, the professor at the University of Marburg. I have a book, a small book, which is a collection of their letters, their personal letters between one another, over a long season of their lives, the working part of their lives. It's an amazing read. And on December the 28th, 1963, Bart wrote Boltmann to describe that he had recently seen a nativity painting by Sandro Botticelli he had never seen before. And in it, you know in the Italian sense of composition that it has panels, and things are happening at different layers and levels of the painting, and so put that into your brain. In it, he described in the upper panel of the painting in which the angels were dancing and singing, glory to God in the highest, right out of Scripture. The middle uh, panel, commanding the focus of attention, Joseph, Mary, the child, the oxen, the asses, And down below in the lowest panel, the third panel, were three couples embracing one another. They look to be dancing, but they're clearly reaching out to one another in embrace. And one of the couples consists of two really old gentlemen joyously smiling at one another and saying to each other, Peace on earth. Bart shared with Bultmann, that he wished he could think of themselves as the two men in the painting. He was inserting them because of his deep love and appreciation and friendship over all of the the arc of life. Imagine the joy, the marvel, and the wonder of the Blessed Nativity and being there in such a joyful state of mind that we embrace one another and we begin to utter the words of the Nativity. These two formally trained giants of theology simply wish to be two old men who embraced one another in their devotion to the Christ child. We don't think of Bart and Boltzmann as having personality other than maybe harsh or rough or so full of truth that They're hard on you. We think about them in those terms, and this wonderful spirit of friendship is a gift to us, and that's the spirit of our worship today. We gather around the nativity in hushed quiet simply to adore the newborn king. We're all here today to recognize our common need to stand awestruck around the manger and to look upon the baby as the incarnation of God's boundless love. And because of that, in this year known as, as yet another very weird year, let's just be honest about it, it's been a very weird year, filled with sorrows and suffering, we can look upon the baby boy with joy and give thanks. Our hearts today are full, and we give thanks to God for the partnership that we've experienced in worship with Rod singing songs and hymns and spiritual songs together over these years. Our joy is full, and we give thanks to God for this Advent season together, this very weird year that now comes to a conclusion around the theme of Christ coming into the the world. And we give thanks to God in gratitude for our dear friend, Rod Maples. Amen.